0: Brad, do you mind if we start early?
1: Okay.
0: Uh, time is now 5.59. I call this meeting in order. This meeting is being held as a connected meeting in accordance with the special procedures during declared disasters, and I'll ask the recording secretary to take the roll call.
2: Chair Basner. Present. Vice Chair Lang? Hey, present. Board Member Evans. Present. Board Member Ashburn. Board Member Borgelt. Present. Board Member Gould. Board Member Plusinski. Present. Liaison Ron Clausen. Here. Town Council Liaison Mayor Pro Tem Desiree Lafleur. Staff in attendance, Brad Boland. Present. And myself, Abigail Nichols, thank you.
0: Okay, all members of the Board are present with the exception of Mr. Ashburn and Mr. Gould. Mr. Boland, has this meeting and agenda been noticed in accordance with the requirements of the open meetings law? It has. Thank you, sir. Uh, minutes from the September 6, 2023 board meeting have been distributed to the board. If there are no changes, additions, or deletions to the minutes, a motion to accept the minutes as presented will be accepted. Uh, we voted on this last meeting, but we did not have enough quorum for legal <laughs> purposes. So, um. I'll
1: make a motion to approve.
0: Okay, thank you, Mr. Lang. I, I will second, second. that motion. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. <Plusinski. laughs> uh if, if we could have a roll call vote, please.
2: Chair Basner. Aye. Chair, Vice Chair Lang.
1: Aye.
2: Board Member Evans. Uh, I'll abstain since I missed that meeting. Board Member Borgout? Aye. Board Member Plusinski. Aye. Thank you.
0: Okay, motion is approved by a vote of four to zero with one abstainment. Thank you. Okay. Meetings from the November 1st, 2023 meeting have been distributed to the board. If there are no changes, additions, or deletions to the minutes, a motion to accept the minutes as presented will be accepted. Do we have a motion? So moved. Thank you. Okay. Ms. Evans? Uh, I will second this thank one. Thank you, Ms. Borgo. Uh If we could have a roll call vote, please.
2: Chair Basner? Aye. Vice Chair Lang? Aye. Board Member Evans? Aye. Board Member Borgel. Aye. Board Member Plusinski. Aye. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Please note that passed 5-0. to zero. Uh, The board will now hear, well, since... Uh, Mayor Pro Tem's not here. Mr. Um, Mullen, do you wanna give us any update uh, in her speed?
3: Oh, sure. Uh, happy New Year. Even oh. numbered year, I'm happy about that. Um, some of the things we're gonna be working on this year is hopefully we're gonna get a volunteer program going. We really have no volunteers. There's no way for people to let themselves think and do uh, history. So we're hopefully gonna get a, a volunteer program going. So that will be kind of fun. Uh, we'd like to uh, work on the Greg Gould walking tour. Uh, there's some things, uh, some dates that we found a little off from the, uh, the tour and um, what is in the record over at uh, uh, record center. And then one thing we'd like to investigate is getting it on one of those whippy, skippy, on your phone apps where you can walk around, the app knows where you're at because of GPS, and then they'll go on to a long story. Now, I've played with the one for the artwork in town, <clears throat> and what they end up having is the artist talk about the piece of art. Unfortunately, for some of the old houses around town, the original owner is probably not around to be able to talk about it. So we may have to be a little creative in in doing something like that. But it would be great to, you know, just walk around and you get this little app that'll give you uh, some information, maybe some pictures, etc. So we've been looking at some of that kind of stuff. Uh, and we'd like to see if we can get that started and going, if that would be okay. So that would be something fun to do. And then you, this year we're gonna try to beef up our PR. Uh, try to get more people to come to presentations, other little programs around. Uh, It seems to be very repetitious and maybe not grabbing enough people and getting our name out there enough. So that's another thing we're gonna work on this year is just trying to get more visibility. And uh, that's some of our fun things we're gonna try to do this year, plus survive.
1: Iran what's the scope of your volunteer program is it just for the museum itself or is it other Aspects
3: we don't know. you know, we've been just chatting about it Uh, I was a volunteer coordinator over at Caswell Canyon State Park for a long time and my whole goal was um, To focus on the volunteer what I've seen over time and I get all these Brochures. Oh, please come and volunteer. Well, what does volunteer mean? Uh, give me money and work for me. Well, what I'd like to do is get something where uh, the volunteer, they get to actually do their thing. They get to present. If they want to work on something, great. If they have an idea of something to create, great. If they want to dress up, and have an outlet for their historic uh, needs, great. But it's kind of a little different program than what I've run into in other organizations. It's very focused on the volunteer, and I was always in trouble over at the park because we weren't focused on the park, we were focused on the volunteers and having fun and having an outlet for their creativity. So that's my goal. I don't know what the other board thinks, but okay. that's my goal.
0: Okay.
4: <coughs> Thank right, sir. Um, and we do have Mayor Pro Tem LaFleur on line now.
0: Ms. LaFleur, would you uh, care to give us a town update? Unmute? Does he?
5: <laughs>
0: okay. Maybe we don't have. Maybe we don't. I'll uh, I'll text and I'll text her and see if, if if she wants to give us an update after the public hearing item. So we'll move on. Right. Um, we have public hearing item H P B. RESO 2024 001, a resolution approving a request for a landmark alteration certificate for 203 North Perry Street, Saunders House, lot six, and south one half of lot five, block 29, town of Castle Rock, County of Douglas, state of Colorado. Please make these shorter, Brad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> The board must evaluate this proposal under criteria established on the municipal code as summarized in the staff report. The board will hear from the staff, applicant, and the public, which we don't have any, unfortunately, unless... Uh, <laughs> um, does any board member have any conflict or interest or any other matter he or she would like to disclose prior to proceeding on this item? Negative Um, public comments. Do we have any public comments?
4: We have not received any.
0: Okay, so we don't have any. So, Mr. Mullen, if you don't mind giving us your staff presentation, and um, Desi was saying it wouldn't let her on mute. So, I don't know if there's some kind of issue with the software on this end. We can
4: address that after. Okay. All right, so we are here um, for the 203 North Perry Street, also known as Saunders House Landmark Alteration Certificate. Um, The property owner uh, proposes to build an addition and make exterior changes to the locally landmarked house known as Sanders House. Uh, The purpose of the project is for the operation of a new child care facility in downtown Castle Rock. THE HISTORIC PRESERVATION BOARD ACTUALLY DID SEE THIS ITEM BACK IN MAY OF 2022. Um, THEY are they HAVE CHANGED THE SCOPE SLIGHTLY ON THE PROJECT, um, BUT PROPOSALS TO THE EXISTING STRUCTURE HAVE REMAINED THE SAME um, SINCE THEN, um, WHERE WE DO SEE SOME CHANGES AS THE um, ADDITION. Uh, 203 NORTH PERRY STREET IS LOCATED ON THE NORTHWEST CORNER OF PERRY STREET AND 2ND STREET. Uh, surrounding uses are commercial, restaurants, and festival park. Um, as this property is located in the downtown, a site development plan will be required to be reviewed and decided upon uh, by the design review board, and that is currently scheduled for uh, January 24th. So the property was built in the uh, 19- 1870s uh, by George Lord. It was built as a two room house. Uh, Mr. Lord um, was the superintendent of DC schools. And one of the things about this property is over the years there's various property owners that contributed to the history of Castle Rock. However, the historical architectural uh, integrity of the building has changed over the years. There have been various um, additions um, throughout the years. The property was uh, landmarked in 2003 um, based off the history of the um, property owners over the years. It was noted um, that the property had significantly changed over the years. Here is an image of the existing uh, floor plan as you can see. uh, The original house is kind of on the south part of the property. Um, Overall, it's a two-story building about 1,300 square feet. So the proposed addition connects the existing garage and the existing house, and it is approximately 1,300 square feet. It is going to be a one-story structure. On the existing landmark, they are looking to restore replace um, where needed on the existing windows, um, restore the doors. Uh, they're looking to restore the fired brick chimney and the spark arrester, uh replace the asphalt roof, and replace the vinyl siding with a f- five-inch hardy board. Um, in the cultural survey that was done in 2022, one of the things that they talked about was when they put the vinyl siding on that really did change the character of the building. So removing that existing vinyl siding um, staff finds is appropriate, and then they'll be painting the building. Um, with the additional uh, additional be a removal of two windows where the building um, is added on to um, They are going to be removing the cement block exterior chimney So there's two chimneys existing right now And then they'll be doing updates to the uh, property as a whole adding kind of play areas and, and um, Updating the porches um, so the pr- proposed addition of existing garage, uh, they'll be adding new windows. So they'll be taking the garage doors and creating kind of window doors. Um, they'll be adding five inch wide siding to provide a contrast between the existing building and the new addition. So that way, you know, you can differentiate between the old and the new. Um, there'll be an asphalt roof to match and paint color will be different, but it'll complement um, the existing building. Um, staff does feel that the proposed changes fit the character of the neighborhood into the landmark property. Uh, my staff report did go further into detail on, on all the specific uh, characteristics that they're adding to the building. Uh, the proposed addition sets apart visually from the landmark, It does not overshadow the historic house, carries over similar roof lines, but add elements that are new or different, such as the fixed windows and shakes uh, shingle effect listed here are the criteria that we review uh, for applications um, to make sure that it's in conformance with the historic preservation plan castle rock design castle rock style the landmark alteration criteria set forth in chapter 15.64 and the Secretary of interior standards for rehabilitation Uh, per the analysis in the agenda memo staff believes the proposal meets the town's criteria for review of a landmark alteration certificate Um, Here we have our proposed motions, and I am happy to answer any questions. Um, Also, we have the uh, property owner, Taylor Lewison, here to answer any questions for you.
0: Thank you, sir. Uh, You got anything you want to add this evening? Mr. Rowland, do you mind going back to the renderings that you had mm-hmm. on the screen? So with that five inch to 10 inch, um, is there gonna be a trim board or something that differentiates and distinguishes that? And I don't see that in the, I didn't see the, that in these renderings, maybe I'm missing that?
6: Um, there will be, yeah. It, it, that happens, kind of hard to see there, but, um, Underneath the patio, there, you can see where one um, side is the white and the other is more the gray. We'll have a trim piece in between there, probably a three inch trim to separate the two there. Transition. Yeah. And just so you guys know, I worked with Confluence and helped build Riverwalk and handled the exteriors of that building, so I'm familiar with exterior uh, as well. We won't be. The general contractor on this but I will be keeping pretty close eye on it
1: I was just trying to recall when we saw this before wasn't there there was an addition on it when it was when it was presented before wasn't there
6: yeah a yeah. 20 months ago when we did it it was very similar we had a second story yeah but um, to construction costs uh, we eliminated that and now that's just a mechanical cabinet up there. So we okay. eliminated about 18 inches of um, siding, so it doesn't look much different to the naked right. eye And then we added the overhang you see in front of the uh, the classroom, which is currently garage,
1: okay? Yeah, because it looks Pretty similar to what I recall seeing last time.
6: Yeah, yes yeah. same stuff. So we we kept in place those uh, the faux shutters on the backside mm-hmm. Um, again like we talked about our intentions are we've got a window restoration guy that he's got four tiers to his restoration process Um, we haven't had him come out and fully take them apart yet but our intention is the first two tiers we would restore but once it gets into tier three and tier four we're looking at like three to five thousand dollars a window and that just doesn't Mm. make sense at our end and we kind of all agreed at that point that that was reasonable
5: Thanks. I know the last time <clears throat> it was brought up, I did mention you have one window back on the 1950s edition to try and salvage that and yep. reuse it somewhere. Yep. I don't know if that's still in the plan or not. Yep. That's okay. The plan. okay. Good. Thank you. So? Yes, no. no questions. Thank
0: you. Monsky. No. no questions. Mr. Lang, anything further? Nope, I'm good. Okay, thank you. Now uh, we don't have any public signed up, so, um, and nobody has any final questions for staff or applicants, So does anybody care to make a motion? Or is there any further discussion amongst the board? I move to
7: approve the landmark alteration certificate for the changes to the historic structure and existing garage and the design of the new addition for 203 Perry Street as presented.
0: Thank you, Ms. Evans.
3: I second that motion.
0: If uh, we could have a roll call vote, please.
2: Chair Basner? Aye. Vice Chair Lang? Aye. Board Member Evans? Aye. Board Member Borgelt. Aye. Board Member Plusinski. Aye. Thank you.
0: Thank you. M- motion is approved, five to zero. You changed it enough. I didn't have to abstain. What's that? <laughs> What's that? I said you changed. <coughs> changed it enough over the last twenty months. I didn't have to abstain tonight.
6: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Mayor Pro Tem still can't unmute. Um, he? Yeah. if you wanna to try to unmute on your end.
8: I think that did the trick.
0: There it is. Oh, there we go. All right.
8: Hi everyone, Happy New Year. I apologize I'm not there in person. My husband had surgery today, so I miss you all and I hope you all are well and that's all of an update I have.
1: Oh, happy New Year to you, too, Des.
8: Thanks, guys. Happy
0: New Year and uh, official congratulations on the Mayor Pro Tem. So, yes. Thank since, you. Since, uh, you know, my text message probably wasn't good enough, so I can at least get <laughs> up here.
8: I don't mind hearing it again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm
0: not surprised by that. I <laughs> uh, hope Billy's doing well, and uh, hopefully we see you next meeting.
8: Thank you. Yes. <coughs>
0: Uh, moving on then, um, we have action item HPB 2024-004, Chapter 15.64, Amendment Discussion. Board will now hear from Mr. Bowman.
4: All right, thank you. Um, so from time to time, staff kind of looks at codes and looks at opportunities to update. You know, things change. Um, one of the big things that we've looked at you'll see is that we made some updates to title 17 for neighborhood meetings noticing and stuff and we're just looking to be consistent so i wanted to give a quick little bit background Um, in 1994 the historic preservation board regulations were established then in 2007 um, the historic preservation plan was completed and then shortly after that um, they went through kind of a multi-year process of updating a pretty significant change to the HP ordinance. Since then, there really there's, there's been a couple changes, um, adding like the uh, historical society uh, board member, you know, liaison, things like that, just small things. But there really hasn't been a significant update to uh, Chapter fifteen point six four. So there were kind of three items that staff has identified kind of over time, and, and figured it was time to kind of bring it before you. Um, as I stated, um, back in about 2019, Town Council um, decided for land use applications governed by Chapter 17 um, that they wanted to set forth a structure for neighborhood meetings, and then also they kind of changed their noticing requirements. However, you know that we didn't address historic preservation, um, which is governed by a different chapter. Um, since then, um, it, staff has kind of requested that applicants um follow the chapter 17 uh, neighborhood meetings and noticing requirements to be consistent with other development in town Um, obviously if there was an issue of like making up a meeting or something we would you know go back to the chapter 15 and be fair that way Um, so currently for neighborhood meetings um, for a site development plan we have the we request three neighborhood meetings one before um, a formal submittal, one during the process, and then one right before um, a public hearing. Um, staff has the ability through the develop, uh, development, of uh, director of development services and the town manager to waive a meeting or two as required. Um, we do that if like there's been nobody attending, or you know we have maybe one or two people that attend and are in support of the project. Um, one example is the. Um, Castle Cafe mural, we just, uh, town manager and the director of development service decided neighborhood means weren't needed for that since it was such a subjective kind of item. Like, what would we actually get? And there was no physical impact to the, you know, the surrounding area. However, as I said, Chapter 15 does have no requirements. So we would like to get the board's thoughts on adding that to Chapter 15, putting a requirement in there. Um, again I think we would look at you know the ability to request up to three meetings um, and staff would always take into consideration the scope of the project if a project such as what we saw today that requires um, other boards that are chap- required by chapter 17 we would follow those requirements for neighborhood meetings just to be consistent and so we wouldn't make them do three meetings for the design review board three meetings for historic preservation it'd be Three meetings for the you know project as a whole, um, and then noticing right now, the chapter fifteen just requires that they put a sign on the property within ten days of the meeting. Um, for other uh, land use applications, we require a sign on the uh, property fifteen days before and noticing up to five hundred feet. Now, staffs kind of looked at that and said five hundred feet can be kind of a big ask, you know, especially for a homeowner. Um, and so we, we uh, in the staff report, I kind of provided you two options, 500 and 300 feet, and gave you kind of an area of what that kind of looks like. Again, if they are required to go to design review board or planning commission or town council to be consistent, we would require them to follow the noticing requirements uh, found in chapter 15 or se- chapter 17, that'd be 500. So that way we wouldn't get like, hey, I, I got a notice for the planning commission or for um, the preservation, but I didn't get one for planning. You know, the planning commission here. We wouldn't want that to occur. So those are, those are two kind of inter, intertwined items there. Is just community feedback uh, on meetings. The other item that I um, identified something to consider is the local restoration grant. The an idea that kind of has come to mind, and I looked at 2010, and they actually initially proposed this was to allow the local restoration grant to make uh, contributing structures eligible for the program. So right now, the way the code reads is it has to be a landmark property to qualify for the local restoration grant. For the larger downtown historical grant, we do not have that requirement. Um, Staff would like to consider, you know, okay, if we do allow contributing structures, you know, maybe we don't allow the full $2,000. maybe we limit that at $1,000 per project um, and, and possibly limit the number of grants we offer in the year. We, we want to incentivize landmarking and we want to prioritize those programs, those properties. but we also want the ability for maybe project properties that maybe don't quite meet the criteria for a landmark but do contribute to the historical nature of, of the community to have access to funds to be able to restore those kind of items. So those are kind of just three items that we've kind of been kicking around for a while and we wanted to present to you all to see if you had any thoughts and, and wanted to provide staff with any direction. Um, any updates to chapter 15 require a review by you um, and a recommendation and then town council um, would be the ultimate decision maker on those, on those changes. Um, staff is also open to any other additional ideas that any Historic Preservation Board members may have to update Chapter 15. So there's just a quick synopsis, and I'm happy to answer any questions and and hear some discussion. Thank you, sir.
0: Um, I'm in full agreement with the neighborhood meeting aspect. Uh, I think you know we need to be consistent, and obviously, if Chapter 17 is where we've been pointing people to already because i know we've been having neighborhood meetings for as long as i've been on the board so (laughs) uh, i i do think we need to include that portion of it on the 300 feet versus 500 feet i'm not sure my thoughts on that you know because i can see where that 500 feet might be beneficial for certain instances um you know there's plenty of properties that are larger or don't have anything too relatively close to them. That you know, about 300 feet may only be like three or four people, right? But mm-hmm. if we go to the 500 feet, it might it might be you know a dozen. However, you know, if it's a little bungalow over in Craig and Gould, you know, and that 500 feet is going to be two blocks, right? Like, uh, so I I get that, and maybe it needs to be more like a case by case basis on what that what that needs to be uh, for noticing, um, depending on where the property is located. I don't know, um, you know, let's say for, you know, we just landmarked uh, Cantrell, right? Mm-hmm. The school, so 500 feet from the school isn't that far, right? I mean, you're gonna pick up maybe four or five houses, right? Because the way
4: the, that school's sited Um, Um, I'm just using the school as an example. Yeah, and I'm the one who noticed it, and I'm trying to remember how many. I think it was about 40. Yeah, so. Um, And so in this example here, um, it's a little, uh, now that I I use this because we just noticed this property recently, so it's fresh in my mind. Um, And so you've got about, it was about 40 to 50 properties once you remove duplicates. The thought on the 300A, that was what it was. Chapter Seventeen had traditionally been three hundred until recently, and they they increased it to five hundred. Um, also, three hundred kind of got you a full block. Yeah, I mean, if you get on to three hundred yeah. though for that, I mean, it's not going to be a
0: whole lot, right? For the school, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know yeah. if it makes sense to go down to three hundred. I mean, obviously for residential it kind of does, but it also I think depends on the site. Um, would be my concern, and then. Um, your third point was um what was the third point? the local restoration oh yeah area. um my concern with that is you know we have come we've used that money in the mm-hmm. past to it within its full amount on mm-hmm. uh, several years so i'm concerned how that would maybe affect us as a board and what we would like to do and see in giving out you know applicants that are registered and have historic properties that, you know, it, it might potentially handcuff us a little bit towards the end of the year on, on uh, being able to help people um, would be my only concern. I don't know. rest of the board.
7: Um, thank you. Um, since this is the first time I've been um, involved in reviewing the existing standards. Um, my my two questions would be um, whether any modifications um, truly provide a benefit for the project um, and the neighbors, or if it just uh, the net result is just incurring additional cost for the property owner or the person doing the the development. And so I I guess. As I looked at look at um, well, let's just use neighborhood meetings for example. Um, on the project we just reviewed, um, the summary indicated they'd ha- had two neighborhood meetings and had no public attend whatsoever. Um, by adding a third one, what's accomplished there um, is, is my question.
0: When I think towns stance right now is is since Chapter 15 doesn't state anything about neighborhood meetings and Chapter 17 has three, just create consistency and actually have some for for Chapter 15, am I mistaken?
4: Correct. And and so we we, we did waive kind of what we call the second one um, before, because there was no attendance. Um, So one of the ideas, so typically we do two. know if there's really if there's no comments on the first one the first one is the pre you know before they submit they can get feedback from you know any you know concerned residents about the project and they can incorporate those into the plans if they were to if we were to have the second meeting we do that usually after they submit well staff will kind of work with them on the appropriate time sometimes we'll schedule it right when they've submitted if we haven't waived it to allow them to tell the show the neighbors what they've how they've incorporated the feedback that they received. Then the third one is we we typically schedule that concurrently with the historic preservation or or whatever hearing we do. So we'll notice it at the same time. We'll have it within a few days. And that gives the neighbors a opportunity to see what will be presented to the board. Um, We've had cases where an initial meeting was maybe held and then the project, and this is more for like a, You know, residential development, this was kind of the thinking, was that, you know, we had a, they had a neighborhood meeting and then it took them, you know, a year and a half to get through the, you know, technical review and people have moved in or, you know, and they weren't aware of the project. And so by having that last one right before the public hearing, it gives people the opportunity to get the one last heads up and an opportunity to see the project and form any kind of thoughts they may have before the hearing. Um, Again, we do try to take it into the scope of the project. Like, you know, if they're adding on, like, let's say it was a landmark alteration certificate they needed for a porch, you know, are we going to really, you know, staff's going to use their discretion and and not try to require them to do, you know, the full three. Um, A new residential house, you know, we may want more. Um, A larger project in the downtown, maybe you know, we would want the ability to ask, you know, for all three. So it, it is kind of a sliding scale on how that is, and, and we always appreciate feedback um, on that. But, again, um, we're just, town council has kind of indicated that community feedback is important to them. So that's why we, we're, we're bringing this forward and why we we've requested that in the past, even though Chapter 15 was silent, just to give you a little bit more background.
7: Well, and, and I'm not... I truly understand the value yeah. of the public hearing uh, and public input on, on everything mm-hmm. we do. I mean, I'm not questioning that. I just want to make sure that by um, amending um, our provisions to require a three that we're not um, restricting the ability to waive um, maybe one of the hearings or mm-hmm. to, to have the flexibility that we currently have now for specific projects.
4: Yeah, and Chapter 17 actually does have a provision stating that the town manager at, the, his, at their discretion has the ability to waive okay. those meetings, up, and it's based off of, you know, scope, um, you know, attendance, well, I, things I like that. Well, I think that
7: flexibility is, is very <clears throat> important in my uh, mind. Abso- uh, absolutely. Because, you know, every project is different. Yeah. Um and, and the economics of every project is different, so.
4: Um. Yes.
0: I'm not fully versed in how Chapter 17 addresses it, and I, 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 knew, I knew there was the ability to waive. Mm-hmm. Is there ability to add if needed? Yes. Okay. Yep. I'm assuming we just we would just copy that same language for Radom, essentially, from Chapter 17 and put it into Chapter 15?
4: Yeah, for um, we would look at the site development and use by special review. Um, it, it's basically, it states that the town has the Town staff has the ability to request, and it kind of outlines those three meetings for like annexations and zonings. It says it's you know more required. <laughs> um, so we've never had this, but you know, I guess if we said we're requesting and the applicant says no thanks, you know, I, I don't know what we could necessarily do other than maybe you know it would be kind of up to your discretion to say you know what <laughs> we're going to continue this until you get some community feedback. Um, which, you know, honestly has happened um, several years ago on some of use cases where, you know, council felt that, you know, additional feedback was required. And we, we do kind of coach our applicants on, on the need for why we ask for it. We don't just say, you're doing this. We, you know, we do try to give them the, the background and you know, of what we're trying to accomplish.
7: And, and I would be fine with that as long as the flexibility is written in Um, or the the, the provision to allow that flexibility, I guess, Mm -hmm. would be that. And then with regards to the notice, um, I guess the the same sort of thing applies. I I mean, when I look at your your diagram that you've presented, your example, um, that seems like an awfully lot of properties to notice just for a modification of a, a residential unit in Craig and Goulds. Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't know how you write into. Um, yeah. The well, could you could you take
5: to three hundred feet for residential only, and five hundred for commercial? And that might
7: be a great And designate
5: it separately
0: i mean i'm i'm open to even less than 300 for residential because mm-hmm. maybe you just do like you know adjacent six property. neighbors you know every you know six neighbors in every direction or something kind of thing because yeah i mean it's
5: it's, it's a big area
0: mm-hmm. i don't know if we've gotten any feedback in i don't know i think this is like year seven of for me <laughs> here right I don't think we've gotten any community feedback on any single like residential change other than we are in favor of this. You know, I I, I don't think anybody's ever been against anything um, that we've had that I can recall.
4: Right. For
0: residential though?
4: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Um, We did have the, well, the application is set to expire, but we have had projects that have not made their way to you at this time, or just never made them because they withdrew where there was community feedback that maybe wasn't positive. But I, I'm happy to draft up a couple different options, and, and again, bring back some different maps. Um, I w- yeah, we were tr- we were trying to t- think of different ways. One challenge, and, and this isn't really, I mean. We're trying to make it as simple as possible. So typically when people get the mailings, they go through DC maps. And you can select properties one by one or you can put a buffer. You know, you can just say 100. So one of the reasons why I kind of just said the distances, it's just easier. <laughs> um, but that doesn't, I mean, if you're restricting it to just a, you know, two down, two there, then selecting four or five is probably not that much different. I think if you were you know so happy to mock up some different scenarios well
0: my only concern with the distance is you know you still might get somebody three blocks away or something right yep. that probably has never maybe not even ever driven down that street or noticed that house right so like why would they even bother or care type thing but then they might be you know a stickler and they like well i don't think could, you know and it's not something that really affects them on a day-in and day-out basis. That's my only concern. Uh, it might not be uh, warranted, but that's that's my thought.
7: <laughs> well, I, and I would agree with you. I, and I think that the Cantrell School is kind of an anomaly. Mm-hmm. So to compare it with residential notifications yeah. in that area, I, I think does it's kind of apples and oranges. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah.
0: I mean, I can definitely see like the 500 feet for something like that. Yeah. Uh,
5: I, I I don't see it for a
0: house, though, personally.
5: Yeah, I would think you know a designation for commercial versus residential yeah. would be warranted. Whether it's 300 feet, 200 feet, you know, that's. You know, you could know, be even either next or. next
7: door, you know, adjacent neighbors or yeah.
0: something. Yeah. Yeah. Would be. Well, yeah, I mean, I would think like you know any any. Obviously, any adjacent neighbor, you know, backyard, front yard, side yards, um, Across the you alley. Know, yeah. exactly. You yeah. know, any any if if your property touches their property, I think definitely for sure. But and maybe even a few in every direction of that. Um, but I don't know. But if I, yeah, I don't know what that cutoff needs to be. Or, you
4: know, and I can I can go look at some other jurisdictions to see what they do. Um, and just for reference, I pulled up my mailing list for uh, Cantrell School. It was 87. 86, sorry. There was a header. Um, because it's 300 feet from the edge of the property. So on a whole block, you're getting... Yeah. All the way around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From the property line.
0: Yeah. And to me, you know, that makes sense because, you know, it's... It's a pre- block. You know, predominant <laughs> building, too, yeah. though. Like, right? You know, we need to notice more people than, you know somebody who does it yep. for their house, correct?
4: Yeah, and so, and kind of to some points I made, so on commercial, if we were to get a commercial, um, if it's in the downtown, it's gonna go to design review board. So it'll have to go through chapter 17, and again, to be consistent, they're gonna just, we would have them notice per that code 500 feet, because they're already noticing for, for the design review board. Also say, uh, let's say, if we were to get multifamily, um, somewhere in Gregg and Gould or, or downtown you know that was within yeah Gregg Gould because that would come to you multi-family has to go to Planning Commission and Town Council and so you so those kind of projects that could have some more interest would be noticed at that 500 feet automatically through our proposal because they're gonna be noticed 500 feet for their other hearings and again we don't want to be in a situation where hey I got a notice for one hearing but I didn't get it for the other
7: Well, I think we could write that so that it was consistent with the requirements of whatever the additional review standard was, um, whether it's planning commission or DDA or whatever, or design review. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, and I I think the Cantrell School, the usage is um, far greater than what a residential use would be so so I, I think even that adds to the need to notice additional uh, surrounding areas to it
4: yeah and so let's say it's a commercial project that's just a, like they're changing out windows or something we would have them follow chapter 15 because it wouldn't raise to a site development plan and does that scope of work is there an impact on you know it's not generating more traffic or anything like that So you know, it's still probably appropriate to kind of treat it like.
0: I mean, I. I
4: think that's a double-edged sword, right? Because,
0: changing out something like Windows is one thing. Yep. Completely changing the facade of a building is another thing, right? So, where do we draw that line as to Mm -hmm. what warrants a you know random arbitrary three hundred feet versus five hundred, right, or whatever we end up deciding? Yeah. Um, So I would think from a consistency standpoint. Yes, it's a little bit more of a burden that 500 feet, but from a consistency standpoint, I would think any commercial we just keep it the same yep. because you know, yeah. what does say you know yeah we as a board think one thing, but public might think com- completely different. And I'd like to err on the side of giving yeah. more public the benefit of the doubt on something like that than than not would be.
4: Agreed. Agreed. So what I'm hearing is 500 feet for the commercial and multifamily and then maybe do some additional research on other jurisdictions on kind of the, the smaller projects. You know, do they just do adjacent property owners or the full block or, or what do they do? Yeah. Okay, great.
5: good.
0: And then, uh, you know, I think we have one more item, the the money, right? So yep. So... I, I doubt that this is possible, but I'm gonna throw it out there. Can we go to council and ask them if there's additional funds that we could get for this next year to see how this would even work? So, mm-hmm. you know, is there an extra thousand dollars or something that we can we can uh, try to get to see if, you know, there is a one need and if people would even bother applying for it for, yeah. f- for this stuff, because once again, I'd really hate to take money that we have allocated since we don't have a huge budget as it is, and have that money not going to one of the historically registered mm-hmm. projects. Um, I, I do think it's great that you know we're trying to open this up and get those properties that are you know historic adjacent, essentially, right, mm-hmm. and and be able to help them out as well because you know obviously. Every little bit helps any type of project like that, and eventually, you know, they're going to be old enough, and or you know, maybe they're going to decide after they fix it up that hey, maybe I do want to go Mm -hmm. through these steps and et cetera, et cetera. But I also don't want to be necessarily not having funds available to us if something else comes up, or maybe it becomes like a, a case by case basis where at you know at in December, if we've run out of those funds because we did only have the mm-hmm. same amount of funds, is there a way to address that with the town and be like, hey, you know, we have this other applicant that would really like to apply, however, we don't have the funds to even consider it because you know we open this up to the, these other groups of individuals
4: to to get. Um, so one possible option, you know. Right now, the local restoration grant, is it's an open cycle. You can apply at any time, right? You, the downtown historical actually has two application windows. So you could maybe make this where it's one, one uh, application window that is heard in December. And so you'll have a good idea of what the funds are.
0: So basically, limit
4: everybody to the very last month of the year to apply? You would open it up maybe the application would probably be like in October, so that staff can review it, and then have it to you in December to make that decision.
0: Yeah, but we've also had, um, like, you know, Mr. Braun come come in at December, because people haven't utilized that money, right? Yeah. And, you know, his property is well deserving of that money in my mind. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'd hate for him to be like, Hey, it's, it's October. I guess I probably should apply in case if somebody else applies that doesn't have. I, I don't know. I,
4: I, yeah. Once again, kind of a double-edged sword in my mind. Yeah, and so I did, uh, in the staff report, kind of give you some years on, on funding. So in 2018, we actually did no grants. Then we did 10,000. Then 2020, we suspended the program. 2021 was 6,000. 2022, we came close to that 15. We were just shy. and then this past year where you're we just under 4000 mm-hmm. What I've noticed is on those higher years, it's u- usually one property owner coming, coming in for a couple of different projects or one project where we're like, where the Historic Preservation Board said, hey, we've got funds available. We're willing to, you know, bump it up above that $2,000. So, um, again, um, we can.
0: and That's why, like, I'm more leaning towards asking town council if, we go this route if there's a way that we could possibly recoup that funds if something did come up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause yeah, like you said, you know, there's plenty of years we don't come anywhere close to using any of our, yeah. you know, full allotment, but there is times that we have. And yep. um, it's those years that I'm concerned about. I've been talking a lot. What, are the, what do yep. the rest of you guys think?
4: There's been a few inquiries in the two years I've had, like, hey, I've heard about a grant, you know, my old, my house is kind of, um, you know, old. Would I be eligible? And, and so, just again, it was, hey, we've got a couple items that we we thought we would consider, and, and you know, it was an idea that I figured was worth at least bringing up, bringing to you to consider. Um, but there's no, there's been no direction from leadership or, or anybody, like, hey, you know, we should consider this. It, it's just kind of an idea that staff has had. But and wanted to run it by um, the board. Mm-hmm. So, and did in this kind of format to get that feedback rather than just bring the item. <laughs> so. okay.
7: What happens if all of the, oh, sorry. <laughs> what happens if all of the funds aren't used in a particular year? Are they carried forward? No.
3: Could, no. They, be,
7: could they be put into a um, fund to be used for the non um designated grants for the following year
0: or a
4: percentage of those or a percentage mm-hmm.
7: of them it wouldn't have to be all of it but a yeah. percentage of them
4: yeah i can definitely look into that with finance and because i think there are some cases you know, where things roll there'd over There would be
7: money available every year yeah. but if there was there would be an opportunity for people to apply to use it
4: yeah so if we didn't use all all funds in 2024 mm-hmm. a certain amount of that would run over roll over to be available so, for those right. t- types of projects in 2025 yeah end?
0: maybe it never exceeds that percentage right yeah. you know if, let's say we roll over two thousand or three thousand dollars or whatever that is you know it never exceeds that three thousand dollar mark um but it it's there going forward until yeah. until we need it mm-hmm. essentially that yeah. i like that idea
5: where, where does the unused funds go
4: to just a general
5: fund just goes back I think to I the, know
4: enough to be dangerous. I think the funds actually come from a, a Philip S. Miller trust. Oh. So it's kind of a big pot of money that I think funds some various different grants. Okay. And so it's just kind of one of those things that carries on. But I can double. I'll, I'll bring back that information okay. on, on exactly where the sourcing is. Um, but I, I remember reading the the budget one year and seeing that, but I will verify that. Is
1: there a budgeted amount for twenty
4: four? It has remained at the fifteen thousand as it has continuously. Yeah, and that does come, um, that fun, that fifteen thousand does come from the general fund versus the down the historical downtown where that comes from development services enterprise funds.
7: interested to see if we couldn't create a i like a that carry fund or carry something i don't know what to call it but
5: rollover, uh, over over mm-hmm.
7: fund or um that could be used for um, some of the other purposes because you're right there are some other beautiful older buildings in town that aren't designated that probably could use a little bit of money for restoration or might encourage them to do more restoration too, correct
0: mm-hmm. if they what does the board feel about Brad's other thoughts, though, of, you know, a certain designated date, you know, if we haven't used that money, then it, then maybe the full, you know, $15,000 becomes available. You know, do we want to look at something where if we haven't gotten any applications in the first three quarters or we still have, you know, X amount of percentage left in, the, in our 15K, do we want to be able to open that up to these other properties?
1: kind of don't like the hard cap of a thousand dollars because in a construction project when you're renovating a historic building yeah. that's that's a drop in the that's nothing that's, yeah yeah that's really nothing it's not really uh, even an incentive basically for me to, to spend my time throwing up the paperwork I mean um no, I'd I, I like to i like to see the projects come in and for us to review them and then award an amount that we feel contributes Appropriately, and it may not be a fifty-fifty; mm-hmm. maybe less than that. But I think it's it's a hard cap of a
5: thousand. Um,
1: I'm, I'm just I seem to, in my mind, resist that idea. I agree. Yeah, well, I
5: think that's good. I, I, I would fill know. out the paperwork for. Her. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, it's a, it's not even a window, right? Yeah. So,
5: yeah exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't bother. One window.
7: But but you know I, I think your th- your thought about if we have three quarters of the year have passed and we've given no grants out and we have $15,000 left or, you know, whatever, that um, maybe we do open it up to that last quarter for applications. That doesn't mean we have to
1: approve them. We don't have a timeline for applicants, do we, right
4: now? For the local restoration grant, no, we don't. As I said, for the downtown, there's two periods, one in, was it? March and then one in September, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and one thing to point out is the chapter seventeen. It just basically says that there is a local restoration grant that you know the historic preservation board oversees for landmarked properties. Then there's a policy, you know, and so a code change would just say would just open it up to um, non landmarked properties, and then I mean a policy could be changed easier, you know, on a year by year basis. Um, as one thought, um, again um, happy to draft some stuff, different options up for you, and I can definitely research the rollover fund capability.
0: I'd kind of like to see what. Well, maybe Desi is still on. And can so can weigh in on this? Me, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I'm not sure how council would, uh, you know, what their feelings and thoughts would be on this, but I think you know. One, we'd have to have some st- relatively strict criteria as to you know who could then apply for that. You know, maybe there's a certain date cut off or something of you know the structure has to be before something, right? Uh, to to go for those funds, but um, you know, I know we have had where you know you have to for the downtown restoration right you have to deed over or something like obviously we don't want to do anything like that um but I, you know i think maybe we need to have something in place yep. if we do this and i just don't know what that needs
4: to be or should be yeah um, we've talked about that internally I, that, I thought that was maybe getting a little bit in the weeds um for this discussion but so for the downtown historical grant we do require a easement now obviously with maybe a non-landmark property that might be some, that would be a, maybe a deterrent, but some type of agreement stated, hey, you know, with these funds, you agree, you know, that port, you know, the house can't be knocked down for 10, you know, whatever, some sort of legal document to make sure that, you know, the town's investment is truly an investment of what we're trying to accomplish.
0: You know, I think, I, you know, I think we definitely have to have something like that. Yeah. You know, I don't know what that something is. Um, but I also don't know, you know, I'm curious to, to hear what town council would think on, you know, what that, you know, if, if a worthwhile project came up, right, that, you know, they're going to spend a hundred and something thousand dollars or whatever on a, on a exterior remodel and, and bring it back to its original glory, you know, would we be allowed to give them the full $15,000 if we deemed it, you know, worthwhile and, um, you know, I'm kind of curious. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the hotel, for example, you know, I mean, we, I would, I think anyone, all of us would easily give yeah. all 15
4: to that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, and that would be a landmark property. It's also in the downtown, so the downtown historic, and that's another, one. you know, these were kind of the big three things, but, you know, as you bring up, is, you know, if a property is, is getting money through the downtown historic rent, do we want it to make it still low, Eligible for a local restoration grant.
0: Yeah. I don't see why not. I yeah. mean, my thought is, is if you know they're they're utilizing those funds in a way that benefits all of us, as, you know, and benefits the town and our pursuit of you know restoring and maintaining the historic properties. I don't see why we wouldn't allow that.
3: Okay.
5: Great. I'd kind of be interested to see percentage wise how many of the homes or 50 years or older.
4: It's something I can do very easily.
5: Yes. Yeah. I'd be curious to see what that percentage is.
4: Yeah, in the, in the historic downtown? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we kind of have two dates in our in our code. We have the 50 years to be eligible um, to be landmarked. And then we have 1945, which is the cutoff, um, anything you know before 1945 for uh, local demolition. Um, so I, I can definitely give you a map by decade, or in um, that. So I can be landmarked as historical. Then, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, you know, I I don't know if we'd want to make it more strict on on that date, right? Of you know, more than fifty years, or if we'd want to go back to nineteen forty five or something. I don't know.
5: Yeah,
8: I you mean, guys, if I might, um, I just want to say a really good discussion, and I appreciate all of your guys' input on this. Um, Brad, I think it would be good for you and I to circle back with um, with Corliss and legal and finance on all of that.
4: Absolutely.
7: And that would be. Thank for you, you guys. For us mm-hmm.
0: too. Uh, miss Lafleur, uh, wh- what do you think town council's feelings would be on on something like this
8: I'm sorry I lost you there for a second chair what did you say
0: what do you think town council's feelings would be on opening up the funds to these these properties um, and then also do you What do you think Town Council's feelings would be on being able to roll over a certain percentage of that? Um, You know, our our Um, funds, if, if unspent?
8: Yeah, no. That I, I, it's hard to say a temperature on that because we've been tightening our belts financially. Um, we really need to find out um, specifics of where that money is absorbed. If it is the general fund, and what does that get applied to, or either, or you know, can we, you know, maybe it's it's repairing stuff within parks and rec if it's not getting used, and so maybe it has a, a great purpose. If it doesn't, so I think that it's important because um, council is very know financially conservative and especially in recent years between last year and this year um, development fees are down things like that are down so it's really important for us to figure out where the where that money is being absorbed if it's not
0: being used. Thank you ma'am. Of course. Anybody else have any thoughts?
7: Great discussion.
4: Anything else you'd like to add, sir? Um, did, is there anything else that Historic Preservation Board would like to consider in, in these updates? And again, you know, I think this is going to be a process, so please, you know, take time to consider. But if there's been anything that you've thought of, like, hey, I'd love you guys to take a look at this. I'm,
0: I'm kind of, I think maybe we need to look at that 1945 date. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, as the town continues to grow and you know that 1945 dates great right but you know 10 20 30 years from now you know stuff that was in the 50s or 60s or 70s even right you know we might so i think i think i'd rather see that number be changed to a sliding scale as well um not that probably there's a whole lot of great things from the 1980s
4: right but who knows right so um and I can, you know, as I can put together that map, I can kind of do something that's like pre, or, you know, older than 50, younger than 1945, and we can kind of look. Um, the, the code does allow staff the ability to on any on any property in demolition or in the historic downtown to say, you know what, we're going to kick that to the HP board and, and town council. So 1945 is kind of a you're automatically going. Um, but if it's, you know, let's say if it was 1947 and, and staff felt that the property, you know, was a contributing structure, the code does allow us to kick that to you. Um, but obviously something I can um, put together a map so that we have a little, a little bit more information on that.
0: Yeah, I'm just, you know, thinking out loud here, right? That yep. we're 19 we're 2024 20, now already,
4: right? So I, I thought the same thing,
5: yeah. yeah man I feel little. Uh, okay um. I've had buildings built and tore down already in my mm-hmm. lifetime so
0: yeah same okay uh, anybody else have anything that they'd like to have Mr. Bowman look at
1: not on the agenda but do you know if anything's happening with the old
4: you know, there's been various conversations. I know uh, Mayor Pro Tem LaFleur has looked at and discussed it with various folks yeah. over yeah. probably we, the last. At it a year yeah, yeah. I, I think there's been some additional discussions over in the past year that um, have occurred, but um, I know we were approached actually on the City Hotel about the Saving Places program. And my thought, and this was in the fall, so it, My thought was maybe that's something we consider for that is maybe nominating that. Um, I was going to get some more information at the conference next month on that and potentially, you know, bring that to leadership and then and then you folks to maybe consider doing that. Um, Okay. But yeah, but nothing nothing official that I'm aware of. That doesn't mean (laughs) that there aren't other discussions out there.
0: Anybody else? Okay, moving on then. We got HPB 2024-005, Historic Preservation Month. Uh, Mr. Boland, if you don't mind uh, giving us a presentation on that, since apparently you presented a presentation. You're going to provide a presentation.
4: Yep, this is kind of a discussion item. So um, no PowerPoint. Wanted to get feedback from you. Um, So last year we did the... Posters both on the on the uh, concrete and then just regular posters. We did the um, We partnered with the historical society on the on the bus Um, We did the placemats. We did some different um, social media Um, We have talked previously about doing some sort of art Project with the youth. So just recently the Public Arts Commission um, did a Christmas card uh, competition so i reached out to parks who who works with the public arts so that program actually started in 2021 i think they had two submittals so they decided not to do it in 2022 um, they came back in 2023 to do that they started kind of reaching out in august um, for folks they what they did is uh, apparently one of the uh, public arts commissions basically went to the web, websites of each school in Castle Rock and, and pulled out art teachers' contacts through the directories. They also um, put posts for on Facebook and Instagram, so they worked with communications and actually paid to get their uh, messages out there. And then they utilized a website called Peach Jar, um, which apparently set parents sign up to um, and then it pushes out a um, notice um, so they did a kind of a virtual flyer so with all that they got a total of 16 submissions Um, and so the the prize was that town council um, ultimately approved the winner and that was the card that was sent out uh, the artwork was used for for the town's christmas card and then they did a 100 hundred dollar gift card i have it in my notes somewhere where it was i might have been like hobby lobby or something like that so that was a program that you know another commission had recently done um so i kind of wanted just to give you that information and if you you know i know this has been something that's kind of been thought of in the previous years, if, if any of the board members have thoughts about moving forward or something like that, um, or, or have any other ideas that they'd like to see for historic preservation month in May.
0: You know, it's, that's something we've been talking about for a few years. Mr. Salinas, I think, is the one who originally brought that up. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mayor Pro Tem LaFleur, if I remember correctly, you were going to try to reach out to um, school superintendent, if I'm not mistaken and see if there was a way for us to get in front of the school or get the schools on board with the art departments or something to see if uh, you know we could incorporate it into you know the curriculum or something like that or maybe just offer it as an additional you know uh, you know extra credit type thing right or something where they'd still then be entered into a prize and Uh, You know, we're trying to figure out where that money would come from for the prizes and Maybe and I'm not sure I don't know how it's written legally But you know if we don't use our $15,000 can we use some of that for for prize money? I don't know Um,
4: (coughs) No, I don't know so Uh, we we do have $3,000 I I think it's 3,000 Allocated for historic preservation act and then
0: what's what's Ron gonna do? He he needs a trolley. Come on (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
4: yeah, I mean, yeah, we we've traditionally done that, and I think we did is it five hundred dollars for each one? We did.
3: Yeah, I believe so. For the,
4: for the driver and the rental, I think we broke it up. So I, obviously, uh, the historical society has come and requested that in previous years. I mean, you can always. Uh, and I
0: think with the sidewalk art this year, we came from really close to that three thousand dollars, if I'm not mistaken, and.
4: Um, between it was about five hundred bucks.
0: Yeah, I think between that, the Charlie, the placemats, all that. I think, I think it, I think we were probably within five, five hundred to uh, a thousand dollars, right?
4: Yeah, um, and we do u- utilize those other, you know, funds. Uh, that three thousand was, you know, for cultural resource surveys. So I think yep. ultimately we spent about, yeah, with the artwork probably about fifteen hundred dollars in historic preservation month activities. Um, one thing I would suggest this year, if we wanted to do the poster again, is we do have some artwork already from um, marketing the Cantrell School. And since we've closed on that property, I thought that would be an appropriate property to kind of highlight in our in our poster. So mm-hmm. we could save some money this year um, and, and do that internally.
0: And I forget if you could remind me the, I know we don't have like the specific numbers from each individual like location in the scan because if I remember correctly that wasn't something that you guys programmed right we just have like the overall
4: yeah. like how many I times mean, was, these things was,
0: were scanned and it wasn't it that wasn't a great of a number, number if i remember correctly right
4: yeah i think if, if we were to do this year i would pro- you know if if you kind of guys gave me the nod to start working with i've already met with the communications team um, but to at least mock something up, I would want to get the posters out. And this was also kind of on me last year. I would want to get the posters out by middle of April onto the street this year. Where last year it was like May 1st, we got them on there. So getting them out early. I think we didn't have the posters until like the week before May. I would like to have that complete, you know, cause we were working on the artwork and I think we came up with the idea in January, probably February. Yeah. Um, So if we had everything done and get it out earlier, um, I'd like to, you know, that would be what I would propose. Um, I did hear feedback from folks that they saw them, um, but they didn't know that they could scan, you know. The QR, QR or just, you know. I mean, I think, too, I'd like to try to get with parks
0: this year and do a better job of maybe trying to get in, like in front of the MAC or something, you know, that is a very heavily trafficked part of, you know, because uh, um, mm-hmm. I know we couldn't last year for some reason. I don't remember Yeah, why. there
4: is a new, um, there's going to be a new event, some staff changes on, on who I reached out to, um, but I could start that conversation now and make sure. But yeah, they were worried that it, because, because of the traffic, they were worried it would be a tripping hazard. Um,
0: and I don't know too. You know if we could, if we could try to partner with the library or something and put one at the front door of the library. I don't know if they'd be willing to or at least let us put a poster at the library or something. Oh um, yeah. You know that that might be nice. Uh, you know maybe if uh, I would like to open it up to further opportunities, right? Where we get more traffic than, mm-hmm. you know, I know we did the park, we did one of the bike trails, we did a few other like cor- random corners if yep. I remember right. Um, I, I think we keep with it, but I don't know how the rest of you guys feel about it.
1: I'd like to continue with it and see if it yeah. takes off more than, you know.
7: Could we partner partner with the chamber on it too,
0: maybe? I don't see why not. I mean, we could try, right? I mean, we could always ask the chamber if this was I something probably. that they'd be willing to help us with and, you know, try to get it out there a little get more. Get it out
7: there a little more, yeah. You know, Stacy, with the new executive director over there. Um, I, think, I, I think it'd be worth having a conversation with them
4: anyway to didn't,
0: see. Didn't we do smaller, like 11 by 17 st- size or something that we put in some of the businesses?
4: Yeah, Councilmember LaFleur was, or Mayor Proton, I'm still getting used to that, um, did a great job of going around to different businesses and providing them with the, uh, with the posters.
0: And, and maybe we do that, you know, is, yeah. you know, ask the chamber, hey, every paying cha- chamber member downtown, right, can can you provide this and put this in your window, right. you know, if we give it to you?
7: Well, and, and they just, you know, do a, uh, at least a monthly, sometimes it's a weekly um, e-newsletter to all their members and everything, and it's just a, a way to get the word out more. Um,
4: you know. Yeah, if I'm Recalling correctly, I think I Remember, Ashburn had kind of identified a flyer. I think it was through the chamber. It'd be like, oh gosh, it'd be great to get us in there, you know, next year. I think it was in the Oh, fly.
0: yeah, that was like some kind of calendar thing, right? If yeah. I remember
4: right. Um, oh,
0: yeah, I wish I could. Re- I can't remember what exactly that was.
4: But yeah, and Abigail, I mean, we could work, you know, we send something out um, with every monthly water bill. Um, we can make sure that, that, you know, that gets in there, we can work with, again, communications um, about how to get in there. Um, we do, like, a development services monthly newsletter. We had a, an article in there uh, regarding historical preservation month. I think we highlighted, I want to say Castle Cafe um, in there, and I can, I can pull that, what we did. Um, but, yeah, I think there are some different channels that we could probably utilize and get in that out.
0: But I still think it would be nice to try to pursue something with the art you know and having some kind of prize for some kids and you know turning that into the coloring book and things like that that we've you know discussed in years past I just don't know the best way of going about that or how to get enough people engaged because even after all of that you got sixteen entries right for this for this card um, so I don't you know I don't know without you know. Actually, getting the schools on board and having you know a few hundred submittals because of that, right? Um, how we can go about getting this to you know more than sixteen people? If I remember right, though, too, you said something about the fire department did something similar uh, a few years ago.
4: Yeah, I can find out and their numbers. Do, on that do we too. ever
0: get? In, okay, so you, we don't know that information.
4: You know what? I saw the I saw the holiday card, and I, that was just the most prevalent. Um, I will get back with, um, with communications on that, on how they did that and what their numbers were, you yeah,
8: know, I you wanted to, um, you know, the, the calendar of events that gets mailed to every, every resident for the summer, it's broken up by month. Okay. And it's like a, a trifold or a twofold. That was what, that's what that's,
0: what, that's what Scott. Yeah. That's
8: what, yeah, exactly right. So we want to make sure with communications that we get on, on that printout. Was
4: you that, know, because we can list the museum scavenger
8: yep. hunt for the month.
4: <clears throat> was that through the town? Or was that through the chamber that does that?
8: It's a partnership, but I'm pretty sure okay. it was printed by and mailed out by the town. But it was okay. like, you know, the DMA, the chamber, the town stuff. Okay. It had a wow. list of like the concerts.
0: Desi, did you get any feedback or have you been able to talk to the superintendent about?
8: No, the, the, you guys, it's been kind of hard to get in touch with them. I got a hold of her assistant and it went nowhere. I went in circles with them. So I did see uh, Miss Kane at the elected officials dinner and, you know, mentioned to it to her face-to-face and she said, shoot me an email. So I'll, I'll try again because I think that's a really good way. But partnering with Maya, with Parks and Rec, she... Handled the Christmas card contest, and maybe she can help us on that front.
4: Yep, that's who I reached out to. Um, right. And in her opinion, was the peach jar um, was probably the most effective um, avenue that they got feed you know participation from.
8: I mean, I, I, yeah, and it was a $100 gift card to Hobby Lobby that the <laughs> student won.
0: You know, I think if we do it, I think we need to open it up to different age brackets, right, because we've talked about how, you know, a kindergartner obviously isn't gonna be able to compete with, you know, an 18-year-old kid, right, that has been studying art for, you know, half their life, right? So, um, you know, we had talked, I think, originally about maybe this only gets opened up to a certain percentage or a certain grade level or something, and then we try to expand it. Obviously, with 16 entries, though, for that, I'm sure that was probably open to pretty much anybody and everybody, right? So um, I, I don't know if we want to try to limit it. and if But I think if we do this in any way, shape, or form, I think we would have to have multiple awards of some sort and have to come up with those. Probably elementary, then junior high, then high
8: school. They could even be, like, gift cards to Sugar Spoon. You know, we can do age...
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I, age groups. I, yeah, I think you know something like that. You know, would be great. You know, sugar spoon or someplace or you know even pizza or something, right? What kid doesn't like pizza? Um, pizza and ice cream, right? So we we should be good. Just
8: and I'll plan on giving an update at the DMA meeting too, because last year it was kind of the same thing. You know, where the restaurants some participated and they named a special after. You know, like we, joke, we joked about like an ice cream flavor, like Castle Rocky Road or, you know, Raspberry Rhyolite or just, so, you know, play on words and the restaurants can run a special for the month. I, I mean, it could be cocktails, it could be food, it could be whatever, you know, the establishment wants.
0: Yeah, I know Peter was pretty big on trying to get the breweries to do it as well. Yeah. Um, I, I can reach out to him to see if he ever uh, went went any further with X I know he was going to try uh, last year I don't, I don't know I don't recall if he ever did anybody else recall
8: I'll get with Kevin Tilson and get an, an email out to you know the the restaurants and the breweries just to see who's who wants to participate
0: okay and I think we probably need to have some kind of decision march at the latest of what we're going to do if not. You know, ideally next month.
4: Um. Yeah, and I can send some updates, you know, in the next week or two. What well, I can reach out to Maya and figure out did they? T- I'm kind of reading through my emails with her. They didn't specify a, an age range, so I don't know if it was open to all Douglas County um, school kids or if they were specific to elementary or junior high. So I, I'll get that clarification from Maya. Um, but I, I think my suggestion would be to, if we we're gonna have tiers, to keep it maybe at two tiers, you know, um, just so, A, limited funds, B, based off of the number of submittals they got, you know, we may, and if we if we slice it too thin, we may yeah, just like have- Yeah, like
0: one entry in that yeah. particular- Yeah.
4: Yeah. Or zero, right? So, yeah.
0: But once again, you know, I'd hate like a five-year-old trying to compete with, uh, you know, high schooler too, right? So. Okay, anybody else have any thoughts on it, or any suggestions on what to do for Historic Preservation Month?
4: Nope. <laughs> so I can, I can work on getting the posters and the, the sidewalk graphics mocked up and priced out for the school. next meeting.
3: When they used to close the street, didn't you bring something up last year about that? I thought.
0: Am I mistaken?
7: No, I did, but I can't remember what it is now.
0: They had a one year. I'm sorry they had it one year
3: they actually had the the slip and slide off the bridge come down we talked about the slip yeah. And slide. yeah Yeah. But. and i don't know if that company exists anymore so they would travel around go from place to place and they yeah so it Hardly happened one year
7: was the liability all um, right
0: I, I remember one of the things we talked about with the purchase of the school was we doing like a 5K or 3K or something from the school mm. for this this one. Mm-hmm. That would idea. take you like past all the, all the, you know, historically landmarked properties.
1: What they used to do in uh, Fredericksburg, Virginia, for mm-hmm. historic preservation, they had scavenger hunt. And, but that was uh, sponsored by the local newspaper. But what they yeah. did was they went out and took photographs, maybe like a door knocker or, or some architectural feature on all the historic properties, and they printed the little pictures, and so the idea was that the public would have to go out and find these things right. and write down where they were, and if you got them all, then you yeah. won, you, know, you won something, but yeah, um, but that was kind of... to figure out, okay, where did this picture
3: come from? Well,
0: I mean, that's not too different from your scavenger hunt, is it? Mm
3: -hmm. Not too much.
4: Yeah, I mean, my concern on a 5K would be just staffing. (laughs) I I don't know. I mean, I don't think development services would be. No, I think we talked
0: about like, that'd be a good thing to partner with Parks on, right? Parks and Rec.
4: I can see if there's, yeah, if there's anybody I don't. I think the town sponsors at least one 5K or something, or a 10K or some sort of race. I can I can reach out to folks in parks to see if there's any interest. Um, yeah, I,
0: and I don't think it's something we can do this year, right? Yeah. But I think maybe next year if, if there is any interest.
4: Um, I mean, we could even I mean, for something just a little silly this year is maybe just create a map of a 5K run. You know, hey, you know, for your joggers out there, here's a 5K route or something through, you know, the historic downtown to check, you know, that hits all the landmark properties, you know, or several.
1: You could be a run or a bike. Yeah. Run or ride. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, you know, incorporate one of the maps that we have and, and maybe create a route.
1: You know, there's
7: that group that goes around, they go once once or twice a month and they do a bike ride. um after business hours and look at all the um, art Yeah, downtown.
5: John Manka's group? Yeah.
7: You know, you know, if they did. Castle Cruisers. Yeah, yep. the Castle Cruisers. Yeah.
1: We kind of get more pubs than we look at.
7: Well, our, I know, but we could do right. something Let's like be, that maybe with the historic buildings, a, a bike, yeah um, biking group or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And that way you could get all ages involved.
1: Yeah. In I'm that. in that group, the Castle yeah. Cruisers. Okay. <laughs> uh,
0: John, John Manker, runs that right? Yeah,
1: John's yeah John, right. John does, yeah. yeah. yeah.
4: I can I can ask him about it. Yeah, I mean yeah, i reach to like an organization like that, like, hey, you know, it's it's our historic preservation month, you know, go out, do that. Please take a <laughs> bunch of pictures and, and get that to us so that we can market that up. Sorry. Okay.
0: Well, we've had some other harebrained ideas over the years. Anybody got any <laughs> any others? now
4: mr. Rowland. anything else on that one well one thing I had on the artwork or idea is kind of similar and I don't know how we would time this it would it would probably not work for this year but future <laughs> years would be you know for the Christmas card you know it, the one of the prizes was actually being on the Christmas card you know, your artwork was used for it. So, you know, if we continue to do these kind of posters, you know, maybe we do it earlier in the year. I think we, we've passed that point for this year, but make it, hey, what the prize is, your artwork's gonna be utilized for the historic preservation month poster.
1: So like the sidewalk poster or the yeah. window posters, yeah.
0: Well, I think that's what our thought yeah. process was behind, like, you know, creating the coloring books out of it, right? As, yeah. you know, at some point, if we had enough of these, right, we'd select the top, However many, right, and, and essentially make, the, and you know, print make about that, that yeah make that coloring book. Um, okay. But yeah, maybe in the meantime, though, it, it it becomes something else.
4: Yeah. So last yeah, so that'd be kind of like the coloring book. You know, it could be handed out to local res, you know, downtown restaurants that um, that month. So that'd be kind of easy to you know just print out potentially and hand out for this year. Um, I know last year on on the placemats. I think I went to all the restaurants like the Thursday before Mother's Day weekend because I wanted to get it in front of the, I, what I was afraid of. If I gave it to them in the beginning of the month, they they would just stick it. You know, the the mm-hmm. busser the the hostess would kind of just stick it in a cabinet and would wouldn't come out. So I figured give it to them the bus. You know, the Friday the Thursday Friday before. You know, their big rush where they have a lot of families and. Um, <coughs> If you have any thoughts on, you know, if we want to do the coloring book similar way, if we were to move forward or the placemat, um, if you wanted me to get those out earlier or do something similar.
7: You know, I don't know of a family that doesn't go out to dinner, especially with little ones, and a restaurant always gives the child crayons, and could we do pictures of the various historic buildings around and let the restaurants use give those out for a copy? I
4: can bring a copy of the placemat that we've done the last couple of years, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's Um, what we've tried to
4: somewhat do. Um, (laughs) I think I did about 10 10 restaurants and I gave them about somewhere like, I don't know, 30 or 40 of them. Yeah, I think that's year
0: three. Yeah, I think you actually went and handed them out
4: De- well, Desi's always been the one
0: that handed them out. I just created yeah. them. Okay, <laughs> this year I, I yeah,
4: this year I actually wouldn't handed out the, the again, and I, I did that like the Friday before Mother's Day because I could just I wanted it fresh on a busy weekend. I figured, okay. um, you know, if you gave them to them on May first, you know, maybe they you know they eh. just get stuck in a cabinet or something and not hand it out.
3: <clears throat> and
0: I. I'm trying to remember how many years we've done those placemats because we may have enough. We might not have enough graphics already to essentially create a small coloring book of some sort or activity book or something. Right, because I mean we always had, you know, a couple things for the kids to color, a couple activities. Like there was a word search, there was, uh, you know, the maze type things on there. There's few. And I honestly forget what this year's mm-hmm. placemats look yeah. like, so. I'll
4: send them out I mean, if people want to maybe look at them and maybe mock up anything they'd like to add for the next meeting.
0: But, yeah, maybe maybe we take that and just, yeah, create like a little activity book for this year. And, you know, one, it's easier for the restaurants to probably, you know, keep on hand, right, versus a big placemat. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's also – probably a lot easier for the kid to take with them and finish or something versus oh, leaving it on the table, you know, it got food and right. drink and stuff all, right. over all over it. Or You know, leave it and forget about it two minutes after they walk out the door versus take it home and maybe finish it and oh yeah, it's story preservation month, like when the parents walk by, right, and remember that kind of thing.
4: I mean, look at, yeah, the, the logistics <laughs> of printing out an activity oh, okay. book, I don't know if we can just do it easily on the printer or if we would have to source that out. So I know the pr- previous year we just we just printed it on our, you know, this, our normal print-in kind of budget for development services, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal to print out the 500, you know, it was a couple of reams of paper. Um, and so that just, but with an activity book, we may have to go get that done somewhere.
0: Oh, sorry, or maybe I'm it mad. just becomes, you know, eight and a half by eleven sheets, and yeah. they get stapled in the upper cor- left-hand yeah. corner, right, yeah. or it something. you know. Yeah, to be
7: put together fancy. Yeah, okay. we
0: don't we don't need this bound okay. in any way, shape, or form, right? Well, like, we're not do
4: it right. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, again, that would be very simple to print out a bunch, you know, through the you know the development services printer, you know, and they the thing staples itself, so that would not be a a heavy lift mm-hmm. that would be the same thing as the placemats um, so we can like yeah I'll send out the placemats and, and I'll look at see if we have any other type of artwork or stuff there in, in our folders there's some from educational and other outreach programs over the years so I can kind of just send out what we have and if somebody would want to go through it and, and kind of put together a couple page
7: Maybe we could use Steamboat Willie doing a tour of (laughs) Casseroch.
5: Hey. Hey. He's up for grabs. He is
7: up for grabs. He is, yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: Mayor Pro Tem LaFleur, you can refresh my memory. I forget the watercolor artist that we helped cover some costs on for the painting that is over at the museum now, if I'm not mistaken.
8: Oh, yeah, Cindy Welch. Yeah, she did the, yeah, the firehouse. She's done several of our historic buildings as well. We commissioned her for the museum uh, painting.
0: I'm wondering if maybe we can reach out to her and see if she has any, you know, sketches or something that she'd be willing to uh, allow us to use for this activity. Uh, Because I know when 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 we had her do that painting, she brought in like her initial like sketches of the outside, if I'm not mistaken, and that's like kind of like when her what she used to like sell us on on that. So I wonder if she has a bunch of those like before it was
8: colored. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, you know?
8: yeah. Um, okay, um, we can ask her because I'm pretty sure when we purchased that painting when we commissioned her, we purchased the rights to it. But I don't know about like her progress. Yeah, no, and I'm,
0: I'm wondering, you know, maybe we could just be like, hey, you know, do you got like 10 sketches of some of the historic buildings in town that we could purchase from you, right? Or whatever. Um, and if it costs us, you know, some money this year or whatever, maybe we could do that.
8: She's very expensive. <laughs> do you remember but what we year can, that was? We can ask.
0: I was uh, she gave four us a or five deal.
8: years ago now? Painting, least. and that was, I think, 2500 because um, the firehouse, I think, was well over five grand. So she did give us a deal on the museum one.
0: Yeah, I want to say that was four or five years ago. That does Is that right?
8: Yeah, I think it was maybe th- maybe four. And I was trying to remember Before too. I think time. we've done the placemats, the kids menus, uh, for three years now.
0: Okay. Yeah, I couldn't remember. Thank you. Yeah. So. You know, maybe, like I said, I know she had a sketch.
4: Yeah. yeah, I'll go through the minutes and see what I can find on that project, and then we can reach out. And I think we partnered with arts
8: on that. Does he? Is that right? Um, yeah, Maya helped us, I believe. I'm, I'm I'm getting confused. Maya was a part of the fire one because it was the public art commission that pitch purchased that one. But for the museum one, it was HP that purchased it. I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, it was HP for the museum for sure. But I thought we partnered. Mm-hmm. I thought we had split the cost with somebody, or maybe it was just Miss Walsh splitting the cost with us.
8: But no, I think we did reach out for some funding from the Public Art Commission.
0: I uh, know you have some sketches, sir, that you've done.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and the uh, Masonic Lodge. Two.
0: So I think, you know, we, we may have enough stuff, potentially.
1: Mm-hmm. Could do more, I guess, between now and
0: February <laughs>
4: March. Well, yeah, I
0: so, mean... Well, Yeah, you're not newlywed or anything. (laughs) All the time in the world.
1: But yeah, somewhere
0: I do have those two. uh, Okay. Anything else, anyone? Okay. Mr. Boland, anything else on your end? Um, for this item, no. Okay. Thank you. Uh, we'll now hear updates from DRB. Mr. Borgel, Mr. Lang. Uh,
1: well, the news is that we are going to have a
5: meeting. Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two. Yeah. <laughs> so in that's one, in one year.
1: It has been a long time since we've had the last
4: It has been very long. Yeah, yeah so they'll have December 10th. Um, and then the project that we that you all saw this uh, this evening right. will go is scheduled for right now the twenty fourth. They still have to notice and everything, so it's not, you know, written in stone yet. But you know, they have the notice ready to go and everything, or you know, to print. So, barring unforeseen circumstances, we'll have two in this Gen- month, and then we'll probably go six months. No,
0: <laughs> I assume you mean January tenth.
4: January. January, yeah, January. Okay, sorry.
0: Uh, so, checking quorum for our next meetings. I don't have
5: those dates in front of me. February 7th, March 6th.
0: Okay, to the February 7th, yep. March 6th, those dates uh, seem to work for everybody at I'm this good. point in time. Okay, sounds like we'll have quorum for those.
4: Um, Mr. Boland, anything else? Um, So since last we met, Town Council did act on the Downtown Historic Grants that you recommended, and they approved both of them. Um, They also did approve the the Cantrell School local landmark nomination. Um, I did send out, um, I think it was last month, on the um, Saving Places Conference, I'm personally signed up as, as mayor pro tem. Um, we still have an opportunity. You know, there's still time to sign up. Um, the, the this one's <laughs> the annual one that is up at Boulder. Boulder. Yeah, and it's January 31st, February 1st, February 2nd. It's the yeah the last first week.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. They are going to do online though, right?
4: Yes. Yep. And then, that, so if you want to um, get signed up for an on, uh, the online version, we can sign you up too. I, did, I remember last year they all they offered
0: the recordings like basically to anybody afterwards if I remember correctly or maybe that was a different group
4: you know I think they may have like in 2020 2021 um I'll, I'll double check on so that.
0: I remember watching some at one point you know, yeah like a few yeah a year or two ago but it was, it's been a while
4: but yeah they did they do have a separate. Registration fee for just online version. Okay. Yeah. So just yeah, if if you want to check it out, we did submit um, for a grant to cover some of the costs. We're on the waiting list um, for that, but um, there's not a huge there's not a huge difference between the early bird and the normal. So we do need. As a reminder, for uh, as a CLG, we do need somebody to attend at least one training over the course of the year. That typically hasn't been a problem. Somebody's attended a webinar at least, and and, you know. So, but just as a reminder, so we we don't get into August and go, "Oh, we got to find something for somebody."
0: It is a little harder without Mr. Salinas, but Carlos always had us covered on that. I
1: went last year. I was down in San Luis.
4: And I think this board member Borgell, uh did a couple, well, at least one I did webinar. One, yeah, yeah. Historical. At least that you had told me. I'm sure you probably <laughs> did some other continuing education, but yeah, I mean, it was just really. And, and I can't remember if I informed you, but we did pass our evaluation, if you remember the lensing. Mm-hmm. So we did have that. The one comment that she had was that in the next, you know, during this three-year cycle, we may, cons- you know, want to consider updating the HP plan since, you know, that was 2007. Um, I'll probably have that, you know, discussion with um, leadership on, you know, when that would be appropriate to do, um, you know, in conjunction with, you know, the town's comp plan and other plans, you know, where does that fit in? But that was their, you know, they said that we're doing a great job, and that was their only recommendation. is we hadn't. We hadn't updated that in a while. Okay.
0: I was I was stressed about that. It was keeping me up at night. Well I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else on your end, sir? That's it. Okay, does any board member have anything further they'd like to discuss? Uh Mayor Pro Tem LaFleur, do you have anything further you'd like to bring up?
8: No, thank you for asking. Great conversation tonight, you guys.
0: Okay, thank you, everyone. The time is now 7.42, and I move to adjourn the meeting. Do I hear a second? I'll second. Thank you, Mr. Borg-El. Uh If we could have a roll call vote, please.
2: Chair Basner? Aye. Vice Chair Lang? Aye. Board Member Evans? Aye. Board Member Borgelt, Aye. Board Member Plusinski. Aye. Thank you.
0: Okay, thank you. The meeting is now adjourned
5: just because I can.